0: Ah, Fragile, It must be Italian. Well, I think that says fragile
1: honey. Oh yeah. All right. Starting strength seminars coming up February 17th through the 19th. After that, April 14th through the 16th for training camps on the list. We do have a self-sufficient lifter camp on January 14th. That's in Wichita falls covering the squat, the press and the deadlift, how to film yourself and how to diagnose your own technique. For squat and deadlift camps on the list, we've added one to Long Island, January 21st, then Boston, January 21st as well at Starting Strength Boston, February 25th in Cincinnati, Ohio at Starting Strength Cincinnati. And then, of course, our first ever camp done entirely in Spanish. That's covering the squat and the deadlift. That'll be January 21st in San Antonio at Starting Strength San Antonio. I also have it on good authority that we will be adding camps to Vegas, Phoenix, and Tampa. So keep an eye out for those as well. If you haven't heard yet, the Starting Strength boot is available for pre-order. So head over to startingstrengthgyms.com forward slash boot so you can find more information and figure out how to reserve yourself a pair of these new shoes. And lastly, just a reminder that Starting Strength Tampa is in the middle of their pre-grand opening sale with a reduction in rate. So head over to tampa.startingstrengthgyms.com to make sure you sign up and book a class before it's sold out. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage.
0: From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the Internet, ladies and gentlemen, Starting Strength Radio Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. It is uh that time again. And uh what are you what are you looking at? The monkey? What's wrong with the monkey? I don't see anything wrong with the monkey. I don't see a thing wrong with the monkey. I think there's all kinds of things right with the monkey. <laughs> anyway, fucking monkey. All right, so. We're going to do a a, a a show today about one of the one of the things that's profoundly wrong with strength and conditioning right now. We're going to do a couple of shows about what is profoundly wrong with strength and conditioning right now. Hell, we may do a whole we may do a whole show on the trap bar one day. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, you talk about a trap, trap bar for an hour. I don't know how you talk about it for an hour. It's a piece of shit. Maybe you can you, manage. You, maybe I what?
2: Maybe you can manage to
3: do that. We'll see. Well, after today, I can pull hours worth <laughs> we'll of trap
0: bar out of my ass. I guess that'd be a. I would be a rhetorical genius, wouldn't it?
3: I've seen you talk longer about more conspicuous things. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. One it's
0: of trickle. them will be today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, today we're going to talk about RPE, everyone's favorite way to make money and not get anything accomplished. (laughs) But first,
1: (laughs) comments Comments. from From the the
0: haters. haters. Now, these are... Some particularly egregious ones today.
2: I really hope I, Rusty's it, preparing it, for that uh, 200th episode. I do Hopefully too. Big,
0: uh, this will be prominently featured. Good, good. I've yeah, got big plans. This, this shit today. Uh, here is Johnny on the spot, motherfucking Jeff L. <laughs> it, it, this is uh, bending over too much in the squat, which is a. This is today's website. Article yeah, as quick. we record this in advance for those of you that aren't aware that we pre-record these most unesthetic squat in history <laughs> because aesthetics is all we're about, right? That's all we're. That's all we're concerned with is is the look on Jeff L's face as he let's, observed. Let's.
2: Uh... Real quick, uh, rip the, uh, the definition of aesthetic. All right, because people use it all the time the wrong way. Right? Sure. Concerned with beauty or the appreciation of beauty, <laughs> giving or designed to give pleasure through beauty. All right. Of pleasing appearance. Yeah. Yes.
0: Cosmetology. <laughs> right. So, so he like said the the least aesthetic squat, the least cosmetically pleasing <laughs> squat in history. Is this studied opinion, here, right? <laughs> I'll stick to my high bar squat because apparently that's more Aesthetic. cosmetically satisfying to Jeff L here, right? <laughs> SS really is only good for people who have never worked out and are old. Oh. Well, that's the news to that's, the millions of people that do that's it. That's
2: a good one. That's new.
0: Yeah. No one's breaking any records at these gyms. Does this fucking idiot think that that's why we have these gyms? Is so they can break?
2: Well, we want to be aesthetic, but also USA super USA weightlifting strong. or uh,
0: APF records. Is that what the, you know, I mean. How many? How many starting strength coaches you think we have squatting over six hundred?
2: Over six hundred? Yeah. Uh, well,
0: Fifteen or twenty, probably.
2: Yeah, maybe. Pulling over six hundred for sure.
0: Oh yeah, now we got fifty. No pulling question over 600. Yeah,
2: <clears throat> he may have a point though. I mean, you got to be aesthetic and at the same time also be breaking, breaking records. records. Yeah. You have to lift that would mean, lift aesthetically. Because
3: when that fifty year old that's never lifted a day in his life comes in our gym, we're like, you know what, you're gonna be squatting seven hundred and fifty pounds in In the most aesthetically pleasing. In the most aesthetically pleasing, pleasing way. <laughs> way.
0: <laughs> aesthetically pleasing <laughs> way.
3: Shit's <Yep>. fucking hilarious. <laughs> All right.
0: Anyway. Uh here is a, a f- comment referring to on the, edge of the uh, table every time. The problem with CrossFit kettlebells and functional <laughs> training. Uh this is uh this goes all the way back to looks like podcast number 36. Damn, uh, really? This is from a person by the name of Jet James 420. It means <laughs> What's he that smokes mean? he oh. smokes dope. He right? smokes the weed. He smokes dope. Kay. He wants me to know that he smokes dope. <laughs> you know this is what's wrong with the lgbtq agenda
3: plus <laughs>
0: to tie everything you got to add the plus so you get the pedophiles plus in right right this is what's wrong with their agenda it's not enough that i don't care what he does with his dick all right that's not enough i have to like what he does with his yeah. dick
2: you have to be it's ally. not
0: enough that it's none of my fucking business and I'm perfectly content to have it be none of my business, but that's not good enough, see? That's not good yeah, enough. got to be excited about it. I have to be happy for him <laughs> that his primary source of identity is that he fucks guys in the ass, or gets fucked by guys in the ass, right? So this guy... It's not enough that he's got some stupid-ass comment about Jeffrey Epstein here, but he has to let me know that he smokes dope. Why do I care that the guy smokes dope? How's that any of my business? Maybe it will shed some light on the quality of his comment. Let's see. (laughs) Comments about Jeffrey Epstein are an example of why some don't take you seriously. Oh, really?
3: So he doesn't believe that Jeffrey... that Epstein killed himself, I, or fu- did not kill himself, or did fucks not. kids. I, or,
0: I, I don't know. Just stick to strength training because you're so damn good at it. Ah, well, that's a compliment sandwich. Uh, <laughs> let leads me to believe that maybe that was a tongue in cheek. Oh, gotcha. Right. Mm. All right, how to make hamburger steak with Mark Ripito. This is Texas Cafe Classics uh, thing is dude's chewing sounds like a golden retriever lapping water out of the toilet bowl lmao
3: it's not wrong
0: was it really that loud well that's the sound guy's
3: fault
0: and who's the sound guy i
3: pulled it down
0: you did not Obviously, you didn't he pull it, it down enough.
2: Yeah, he turned it up.
0: Yeah, that's what he did. He said, "I'm a fucking show, exactly. Ripto." Fuck, like he did. I'm gonna <laughs> contribute to comments from and have Ripto go. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Right. <laughs> All right. Oh, fuck me. Okay, and now that's actually kind of an interesting <sighs> idea. New. This is Corey Griffin is telling us that new drinking or toking game see we're back to smoking dope <laughs> we're back to smoking dope every time rip sweeps the desk with his hand because <laughs> i do that you know why i do this because it's fucking dirty look at no it's, not <laughs> it's, a dirty. Nice it's desk. just a pretty desk oh, i like gotcha. wood me me it's and it just feels good that's nice why desk. i do this. me and it's Bree nice spent desk.
3: time on that thing we sanded it stained Man, it well, you guys did a great fucking job i don't know how because we had no idea what we were doing but it's beautiful yeah so, I like to touch things that
0: are beautiful. <laughs> That's why breeze quitting here <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, here's Wayne Knoll saying, rip trained squats once every two weeks, and cheeseburgers twice a day l m a o there's l m a o when they
2: laugh at their own jokes. <laughs>
3: He's LMAO so
0: keeps showing up in today's comments from the haters.
3: These are some of my favorite ones. These are good, These man. These are real good. Okay. Nice job, Bree.
0: Now, here's the last one. This is oh. this is very weird, all right? All right. Saul B. Saul B. S-A-U-L-B. He wouldn't be a Jewish guy, would he? No. Or white people named Saul? <laughs>
3: We already established that Jews are white. Yeah, they are. When white. did Typically. we establish Jews are? They we, don't claim every, to. Drew, or drew, every Jew or every Jew that is associated with this company has claims told to be white. The four, white. the four of them. The four of them. The four. Hey, that's a lot. <laughs> that's that, enough to run a government. It's three too many. Zach the Jew Claiming. said uh,
0: he's white.
2: Our friend Zach Ina.
0: the Jew claims to be white. Ina, our friend Ina. Ina is, claims to be white. She's Russian. She's not white. Russians are not. She'll white. tell you she's white. Russian, not Jewish. Okay. She happens to be Jewish, but she identifies. And this is very important. <laughs> Got it. Okay. She identifies as Russian. I
2: mean, she did show up with a starting strength yarmulke one day.
0: <laughs> did she? She gave, them to, gave one to the Gillenwaters. Yeah. I didn't see that. Well, well, they would wear one because they're, of course. They <laughs> also say that they're white. They claim to be white. Yes, do. they do. Well you can claim to be white if you want to. That'll make you white.
2: Yeah, I've got a couple of Jewish clients, and they've told me that they're, they're white. white. Yeah, really. Yes.
0: Well, you may be. Uh, the evidence is piling up. It here. is. <laughs> <laughs> they're your people, man. Well, let me think about it. <laughs> I'll have to decide whether they're white. I don't or know not. if you want to claim them, but they're your people. Uh, <laughs> all right. So anyway, oh, Saul God. B here, white guy. <laughs> 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 fat pink man fat pink man lobster hens fat don't drink a gallon of milk a day because you will get fat muscles fat that's real weird verbatim
3: i just read that verbatim i kind of read that in trump's voice i heard that in trump's voice you kind of
0: trumpish kind that's of good a, man yeah Kind of a reductionist kind of a... Being. <laughs> fat,
2: fat, fat. Just hitting all the important pieces.
0: <laughs> all right. Anyway, fuck. Uh, man, all I right. That, that is, one. in fact, uh, today's, this week's... <clears throat>
3: <laughs> He's getting everybody real drunk and drunk high. high. <laughs> drunk and high. <laughs> Comments uh, from From uh, from the the haters. I don't know why you hate that stuff so much because I thoroughly enjoyed that one. That one was a really good one. Well, that's because they're not saying nasty shit about Rusty. Let's have a fucking Rusty
0: hate comment one day. And I'll read those and laugh my fucking ass off and watch your discomfiture. (laughs)
2: Okay. We did have the low t laugh in the background. Yeah, that was that a good, was one. A good um, one. That was in regard. I think to the
3: it. small feet one is just low small IQ feet? one stuff. Yeah, that's just the the, the low t laugh
0: was good. Low t laugh was, that was good. Did you see the recent comment by? Director, acclaimed director James Cameron.
2: Oh, yeah. About, about testosterone. testosterone
0: being a toxic poison
2: <laughs> that needs to be reduced. This in... is the
3: director of Terminator? Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> And aliens. Oh, and, and aliens. Wait. Yeah, he did aliens. Oh, he did aliens. He did aliens. Yeah, Scott one, right? was alien. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cameron was aliens That's So awesome. Which There's is all a kind testosterone. Of action fuel. movies that he's, you know. <laughs> these Hollywood motherfuckers are just. Yeah. He was involved. Wasn't he involved
2: with Black Hawk Down? it was ridley scott and uh, scott james cameron I, think. I didn't know that wait cameron i might be wrong
0: i might be wrong hold on i don't remember cameron's involvement <coughs> with blackhawk now but if he was you can edit this out right. <laughs> <laughs> man what
2: a what an incredible human that, being that is <laughs> insane can- the problem is these guys <laughs> a they, fucking they, bitch. They, why they,
0: would he say who is he pandering to where did he say this I, I mean, I saw the. the oh, I saw like the clip, a, Right, the they thing, all but. say things in variety articles,
3: like variety. Of
0: the, <laughs> the, the problem New is New York Times of the West Coast. The
3: problem is, is they they make their money, then they get in these circles that are just echo chambers that
0: demand uh, conformity,
3: conformity. With the ideas to, of the, the conform, circle, and like, they just follow
0: right along, yeah. and you know. Okay. Yeah, I lied about the. Uh, yeah, title Black Hawk Blackhawk, right. theme.
2: but uh, true lies. Terminator Two, Fuck, all aliens, these
0: like, high the test, shit. yeah, yeah, wow, all these action adventure movies, mm-hmm. you know, wherein the script is deeply infused with toxic levels of testosterone, and Mr. Cameron, even
2: the women, remember yes. in, in Terminator Two, um, what's her name, Linda Hamilton, Linda Hamilton. She, the movie starts with her doing chin ups, chin ups in the
0: in the, right, exactly, you know, yeah, that's exactly right, right, yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know what his problem is, but it's just a... Low
3: T? Well, look at him. The
0: problem (laughs) is... Low (laughs) T? The whole damn society is low (laughs) T at this point. Oh, that's true, yeah. The whole damn society. Yeah. Was he wearing uh, a
3: turtleneck in that picture? There's his problem. Yeah. There's his fucking problem. No, you're
2: exactly right, though. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, you've got a turtleneck and a smoking jacket on, you're, (laughs) you know, double-digit test, you know. Yeah. You're a 97er.
2: Something that well yeah. I, I don't know if you know this or not, but how you know we we've been saying and hearing that testosterone levels are going down. who would have gotten their testosterone checked thirty years ago?
0: Nobody because it wasn't an issue right, thirty years ago uh, how about sixty years ago? yeah, what do you think the average test levels were of those guys running onto the goddamn beach? at omaha beach in 1944 what do you think their test level it
2: wasn't 300 Mm -hmm.
0: no they were a little higher than that i would imagine and uh you realize that the modern military can't do that yeah there's nothing they could do the modern military is not a functional organization at this point it's a way to distribute tax money well, that's that's not even accurate there's no really such thing as tax money anymore there is printed money right and <clears throat> various ways to distribute money printed out of thin air you know but they insist that i pay my taxes of course yeah they just whatever happens after that is irrelevant yep right there's not really a budget or anything like that so anyway all of that shit having been said james cameron get on some tea man (laughs) james cameron obviously needs some testosterone yeah and we got a guy we can send you to to get the tests done and get all the shit evaluated and get you back to normal functional male human status and maybe make a good movie
3: again And maybe, you know. Oh, was Avatar 2 not good? Uh, (laughs) That looks like a piece of shit. And it's going to tank. It's going to bomb. Oh, is it out? I don't don't think it's out yet. It's not out yet. They made another Avatar. And it looks awful. I haven't seen the first one. Good. (laughs) It wasn't that great. I'm just not interested in it. wasn't that great. It just seemed a little just too swish for me. Just go watch um, Aliens uh, again and you'll be happy. Aliens was a pretty good movie. I love that movie. It's a pretty good movie. That whole
0: franchise was just. Mm-hmm. as we've discussed several times
2: man we watched terminator 2 the other day yeah it i great. did too i did great too. movie did.
0: terminator 2 i hadn't seen two in a while it's good yeah. it still holds <coughs> up i saw the first one <laughs> linda hamilton was good in that yep in
3: that movie. she's great in the second one yeah She's real
0: good in it yeah uh yeah those those were pretty good movies and uh um uh, you know one i don't think we've had one like that in a while Mm -hmm. the best movies i've seen recently and we've discussed this over the past 20 years the best movies consistently are from ridley scott that guy just doesn't do anything bad yeah you know yeah i can't tell you how many times i've watched kingdom of heaven watch the long version the director's cut. That's a, that's an excellent film. It's just that even though Orlando Bloom is in it, it is still <laughs> an excellent movie.
3: He did all right in that. He, he did fine in it. it.
0: He did fine. I just got the little Twinky little. He shit. is a Twinky guy, you know. But he looked okay in this thing. He did a great job in that role. The whole damn thing was good. I went you know, and, uh, it was just an excellent film. So I went
3: and watched a uh, Violent Night, and it's real good violent night yeah yeah synopsis never heard of it santa
0: the sun goes down and shit turns no. weird so
3: so santa's doing his thing he's dropping presents off he's a drunk santa. yeah he's a drunk now they give him a backstory. Santa's a drunk they give him a backstory where he is a viking and they don't tell how he becomes santa but at one point he was a viking raider yeah. goes into this house that's being thus uh, the beard uh, yeah right? <laughs> goes into this house and the family's kit- kidnapped by a bunch of armed bad motherfuckers yeah and he's like alright I guess I'm gonna kill everybody so he goes around with a sledgehammer killing everybody this is a Christmassy picture it's fucking great Man. <laughs> good for the whole family oh no so I took I, me, me and Stormy we took our or took Ty who's you know nine <laughs> it was way above his pay grade. <laughs> yeah i bet it
0: was oh man <laughs> oh shit well anyway <sighs> all right okay <laughs> as much fun as this is i guess we better get on with the uh, well we got to fill up an hour D- talking D- about this, RPE. Part, this part won't be fun <laughs> <laughs> no. no this is the this the topic we've decided we're going to do this on today it's going to be a big giant pain in the ass but we look it's we have to address this shit you know we're going to talk about we're going to spend some time at some point here in the near future talking about functional training functional training as well and uh, we're gonna have some help with that one but but for right now we're going to talk about RPE in strength training the rate rating it's rating of perceived exertion now the term came from exercise physiology and exercise physiology texts have used the term RPE, the rate of perceived exertion, and it was specifically the rate of perceived exertion, to refer to how hard you were running or how hard you were engaging in an endurance activity. You know, stationary bike, Nordic track, you know, these kinds of repetitive repetitive submaximal maximal uh, repetition type exercises and your RPE is a is a was from these textbooks was a was a, a measurement of how far into your maximum ability to work uh, you were during that workout and it was it was used prescriptively and descriptively and Those two terms become important when we are talking about RPE for strength training. Prescriptive means the use of the concept to prescribe loads and sets and reps. So I'm the coach. I'm going to tell you to do five sets of eight at an RPE of some magical number. right and if i am using the term descriptively then i'm going to write down in my book my perception of how hard i worked at whatever sets reps load i use for today's workout so to prescribe is what the coach does to describe is what the trainee does all right and and In either case, the use of RPE is bullshit. It's complete, utter bullshit. Because RPE, your subjective perception of either how hard you're going to work on this set or how hard you did work on this set is not data. It is not data, and this is the primary problem with the whole concept of the use of RPE. It is not data, and it cannot be made into data because it involves your subjective perception, and your subjective perception is bullshit. Okay, it's bullshit.
2: In the context of a uh, <clears throat> of a lab or some kind of a thing where you where you're doing. Uh, long, slow distance, where you have machines, where you have something that can measure the yeah. rate of right. uh, the the rate of, of the pedals moving, uh, power output, <clears throat> some <clears throat> that, kind of numerical
0: and not only, factual input into the reflection I see, on the activity.
2: I can see some value there because even even in a single experiment where you're riding a thing, uh, let's say a a, a a ski erg or whatever for for twenty minutes or not a ski, a rower for 20 minutes uh, or 10 minutes or whatever and you're measuring you're you got a self-reported RPE of whatever but you also can look at the graph of of power output and the the times associated with it all that. So anyway, you can overlay that with with some actual you can. stuff within a session or over
0: time. Right. So but, th- but may- <laughs> it still boils down to your your subjective perception of how hard you're working of course but it's not necessary for you to reflect on how hard you're working all that's necessary is the numbers coming off of the ergometer right the question the question is what what value did what whoever
2: value? used rpe do you do you know this whoever used rpe in the exercise physiology world what what Value did they assign to the RPE? What is it for?
0: It was for what it was for was prescription.
2: So they would say that's how it was used in that context. So they would say work up up to an RPE RPE of 8.5 and then
0: maintain that for and maintain that for 15 minutes or something, whatever. Okay, right. Yeah, that was what they wanted you to do. That's how it was used in the textbooks. Yep, and uh, the idea Mm -hmm. that. You can be precise with your subjective perception of your percentage of one rm or whatever you wanted to quantify in in exercise while you're doing it is just nuts yeah it's, it's making a lot
2: nuts. well it's making a lot of assumptions because in in anybody who's who's done anything in terms of, of performance um that that per, that has performed well will tell you that a, a, a good performance where everything comes together feels effortless in a right. lot of ways right you're right. in the, it, if the zone it feels right. good right it feels so, good you're on so it,
0: everything fell into place and
2: training usually doesn't feel good no. ever it feels like shit training almost, almost generates
0: the performance, yeah. So, right? I yeah. So the the, the
2: fundamental assumption is just is, is
0: seems seems bad at least from the yeah. beginning because. So here are a couple of anecdotes about this, and 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 we have been doing this for several years now. And we when we, when RPE comes up in the seminars, we'll discuss it. And here's the point I make: How many of you sitting in the chairs here in the seminar today have come into a workout? feeling like shit you walk in the gym and you feel like shit you hadn't slept you're hung over you know something's wrong you're distracted you know your wife left you you know your your kids are just right this minute in jail little (laughs) bastards belong no doubt and, and you are distracted, and you feel like shit, and you'd rather not be here. But you are training. And you've got a set of numbers that you've got to do today, numbers that are generated by your previous training. Previous training generated these numbers, and, and you're responsible enough to go to the gym and do them. So you're here today, although you'd rather not be. All right? And I'm asking everybody in the chairs, how many of you have not been in this position? All right. You, you take the bar out of the rack. You rack the bar. You do your first couple sets of squats with an empty bar, and everything feels like shit. All right. You go to 135. It feels like shit. You do it a couple of sets because it feels like shit, and you think, i ah, would do another set at 135. Maybe it'll feel better. And it doesn't feel better. It feels like shit. All right. 185 feels like shit. Two and a quarter feels like shit. 275 really feels like shit. Three and a quarter, single, last single, warm-up. Take it out, you think, oh, God. So you load 365 for your work sets. First set of five feels like shit. But all five reps go. Second set of five feels like shit. But all sets of five, all three, all all five of the reps go. Third set of five, you're worried about because the first two felt so shitty. Uh, You take the thing out. First rep feels like shit. Second rep feels like shit. Third rep gets worse. Feels like shit. Fourth rep feels like shit. Fifth rep scares you. You take it down. You come back up. It felt like shit. But all 15 reps were done. With the weight prescribed for the day. You have done that, haven't you? Right? And everybody in the room agrees that they have had that experience. Now, if you were working off of your perceived uh, exertion level, what would you have done? Had you given yourself permission to not do 365 or not do all sets, all three sets of 365 for five reps, had you given yourself permission because it felt like shit, what would have happened? Well, you didn't train that day, you pushed out. But you had permission to puss out because of RPE. Now, I ask all the people in the seminar the same question. Every one of them tells me exactly the same thing. And you watching this, if you've actually been training productively, you know that you've done it too. I've done it. We've all done it. Two years ago, maybe just a year and a half ago, uh, I was, before I hurt my knee, I was, I was, came into the gym one night to squat. I was, I was squatting and that particular evening I happened to have two spotters, which is not something I normally have available to me. So I had, I believe I had three and a quarter I was going to do for a triple. I was going to do three, 325 for a set of three. And everything had felt like shit. 135, empty bar, everything, all the warm ups, 135, two and a quarter, 275, all felt like shit. All right. So I loaded three and a quarter on the bar, and I I told these two guys, I want you to stand real close because I really feel like shit tonight. And uh, so I took the bar out of the rack. I did the first rep. It felt like shit. I did the second rep. I said, "Watch me real close. This is this is slowing down. It feels horrible." And uh, they uh, so they got scooched in real close and made me feel better. And I did the second rep. It felt like shit. And I thought, you know, I've got these two guys here. This is this feels so horrible. But I I'm gonna try it because I've got them here. Something happens. They'll take the bar. So I took the thing down, started back up out of the bottom with it. Felt real grindy and slow. Felt grindy and slow. That's what it felt like. I stood up with it, racked it, and said, "Man, those were God. That's that's the hardest squats I've ever I've done in a long time." How'd they look? First guy says, "They all looked." the same and I looked at the other guy and he said yep all three of those traveled at exactly the same bar speed they all looked the same they agreed they all looked the same but my perception was that all three of them got slower and that the, f- the third rep was a limit rep even though their objective observation was that all three of them moved at exactly the same speed. Here's the problem. I have been training for 47 years, and I can't tell anything from my subjective perception of the difficulty. I cannot tell. So what about you? How long is it going to take you to get to where you can't? My 40, maybe you're smarter than I am. You know, that could very well be. A lot of people smarter than me. Maybe after six months of highly skilled online coaching, you are able to to subjectively perceive this information with exacting precision. Maybe, but probably not. Okay. Let me tell you what RPE is. And this is, this is straight from the horse's mouth. RPE is a way for online coaches to manage large numbers of clients without having to have direct input into the training loads the client is going to do on a weekly basis often without even looking at form or looking at what a lift's, lift most looks like most usually without looking at the video yeah most right. usually without looking a at the video a lot of times
2: they'll rely on uh, th- these these organizations that are coaching large numbers of people and and giving out templates, uh, RPE based templates, are yes. relying on a Facebook group or a forum or something to, to do the form checks. You know, I mean, there's people post their well, form on checks. Relying somebody and, else. Uh, yeah, relying on either right. either peer coaching or uh, or or one of the lowly you know intern coaches will do the right. the form checks for them because uh, whatever. But you know the the limitation. So there, the the problem the problem with this is there's so many layers of of. Uh, you know, like when you think of you think of a concept like tolerance stacking, right? Where you have you have something that uh, has a certain tolerance and the more you add to it, the bigger the the potential variance is in what's actually going on. Like for example, a, 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 a set of weights, right? You're at a commercial a shitty commercial gym, they have mismatched plates, you've got four oh five loaded on the bar, each plate potentially is three to five <laughs> five pounds off. Yes. You know, so in you got fact. you got eight plates on the bar. Um, how, how much does that bar actually weigh? You have so, no idea. Yeah. Exactly. It could be off by 20 pounds. Sure, sure. So, if you take something, you take a concept like RPE, which, if you just think about it for a second, you're like, oh, that kind of seems like a good idea. It's a way to communicate with your clients, blah, 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 whatever the fuck, right? But then, so that's the first layer is, is communication between the coach and the client is like, this is how this felt, and you're establishing a number guide. Because you want to make it science, right? Rather than just right. saying that felt like shit. You want shit. to try to
0: quantify <laughs> right. that which cannot be quantified.
2: Yeah, the problem there is that how much how much precision do you need in that scale, right? Because anything, anything below an RPE 7, let's say, uh, so we're talking about RPE 7 to 10 is what would be considered a useful strength training stress. Because an RPE six is like a fucking warm up, an RPE ten is the hardest thing you've ever done. So you're talking about two or three
0: degrees of yes. of of scale. And how much ma- could how, all be accounted for by a misloaded bar?
2: Not only that, but it right. could also be accounted for in terms of
3: communication. Like right. that felt good. That felt
2: like shit. That was the hardest
3: thing I've ever done.
2: Uh, on top well, of what's that, wrong like, with that,
3: on top of that, like an RPE eight. How many reps is an RPE eight?
2: Well that well it's always reps at RPE yeah.
3: right so it it
0: Five reps at a certain level of perceived right. intensity. So, so now you, so ha- so you
3: have now two variables you got to account for. Like you got to know exactly what that last rep's going to feel like on your. fifth It depends, rep. on
0: if,
2: if they want if they want to use the RPE for the number of sets or the number of reps or the or the int-
0: the, the load the
2: intensity yeah. right. So yeah,
3: but but it's too many
2: variables. So that's the first part. That's the first layer. Then the second it's, layer. It's
0: certainly too many variables for an inexperienced trainee. of course, of course. to sort through. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. when you could just talk to your. Cl- and here's the thing: it's not about. Dealing with a client, it's about yeah. giving a thing and saying, "Do this," and then right. you know, check back with me when there's a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a relationship with your client, these are things that you could just talk to them about, right? right. And then, so he, so then, the second layer is, okay, now you've now you've assigned this this number, you've quantified this subjective experience, and now you are going to derive a number, a number that is what was performed based on that, and and you could say that, okay, well, it's not just today's performance, it's over time, so this is going to be the estimated one rep max. Um, But just the whole concept of now you have a subjective experience from a client, and now you're trying to quantify it, and then on top of that, you're saying, this is what the guy actually did, this is what his estimated one rep max is based off of what he did and what he told me it felt like. Now you're adding like four or five layers of, of tolerance to that whole equation, and then you get people saying shit like, well, our people never get injured, our people keep getting stronger. But How are you measuring these things? Because if they're never getting injured, but they never do anything hard, that doesn't mean anything. No. And they're getting what stronger. What it means
0: is you're getting paid right. for not improving their strength exactly Mm -hmm.
2: or they're getting stronger because they you are improving their strength because you're measuring their estimated one rep max Mm -hmm. so (laughs) if they do if they do all of a sudden sets of eight at a weight that they were doing sets of five before you could say that they got stronger but did they really get stronger they didn't lift they didn't lift anything heavier did they
0: no you know so they may have just gone further into the set right then you'd had them do before exactly Mm -hmm. right but once again once again RPE is not data. Data is how many reps you did with what weight is on the bar. That's the data. That's the only data that matters because next week you may feel completely different about the last rep of that third set of five than you did this week about the last rep of that third set of five, even though it's five pounds heavier. That's the data, because the data does not depend on your subjective perception. Your subjective perception is of amazingly little value, amazingly, especially if you allow it to keep you from setting PRs. PRs are the only thing that indicate an increase in strength.
2: Yeah, you're, you you have that's to. all there is to You it. have to redefine what you what, what you uh, how you how you define inc- improved performance or improved strength, and and we do it very clearly, right? It's it's how much weights on the bar. What weights because on the bar? What, what and how other, many reps did you do it? Yeah, how how uh, th- there's there's no better way that I've come across to to actually quantify it in a way that matters. If you want to convert the idea of of performance improvement to an estimated runner at max, that opens shit up to a whole bunch of things now. You know, you can you can run a very successful and very uh, lucrative online coaching business doing that. You know what? What you'll find though, without is
0: that, having produced any improvement exactly, whatsoever, exactly in the strength of the trainees that are paying you yep. to improve their strength, and a lot
2: of people, a lot of people like that, and that's what they want. That's great, but you'll find that a lot of people. Uh, actually want to get stronger, and they, uh, they'll they eventually move on to something else. Uh, we,
3: we've talked about her in a previous podcast, Rip, but I, that one physical therapist that came in that was talking about getting personal training from me. She wanted training from me, and she told me that she was using a template from some dude up in Oklahoma. I don't remember if it was Lawton or whatever. And I asked her, when was the last time you PR'd? She said it was over a year, and that template she was using was an RPE-based template. Sure. Yep. Happens all the time. We hear that.
0: Or, over and over. Or I'll
2: hear, over. I'll hear, I hit rep PRs. Yeah, you know, but yeah. When did the weight go up on the bar? Mm-hmm. I hit rep PRs. You know, all the time. Hit it, rep it PRs all time. Wonderful. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But that it means, doesn't. It that means that you ate mean a little more anything.
0: the night before. Yeah. Um, you know? Are you stronger? How is strength defined? It's kind of the basis of the whole deal. What is strength? The ability to produce force against a barbell, and the force. Produced against the barbells determined by the load on the barbell because pounds are a unit of force. Yep. What does the bar weigh? And did you move it? Did you move it for a single? Did you move it for a set of five? All right. Your estimated one RM is very, very easy to quantify. Load it and squat it. Why not? Yep. If the estimate's correct, you can do it. Right. How often do they have you do that? Calibrate the estimated one RM. I don't Why know. not? Calibrate it, load it. Your estimated one RM is is three sixty five. Load three sixty five and squat it for me. And if it staples your ass to the platform, well, we've got ourselves. Well, a here's problem the thing:
2: without peeking for it, right? Because that's what'll happen. You know, you're do, you're doing this kind of like just always at the same level training for months and months and months, and then you decide, okay, I'm going to go do a meet. So, so then what happens? You, you get into some actual strength training programming. Where you're you're going heavier intentionally, and there's a lot of things going on there, right? The coach is actually focused on on helping you get a PR for once, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're programming slightly differently. They're pushing you to higher RPEs, right? And they're also reducing your your volume and raising your intensity. In other words, doing actual strength coaching, right? right. And then and then also the client is thinking to himself, okay, now I'm in. Prep mode, so right. I'm gonna work harder now, and all of a sudden, yeah, they're gonna hit a PR at the meet because fu- they haven't fucking PR'd in two years, right, or six months, if or whatever. You it is. PR'd
0: in two years, or even six months, or even three your months. Your PR's just laying there, waiting for you to work right. hard enough to get it.
2: Or even three months. You know, I mean that that's three th- months for for people who are who are not squatting three weeks. giant weights. A for that
0: matter, a PR. If you're an early intermediate level lifter. And oh, you're not sure. PR in every week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not training. Man, anymore. I get
2: people all the time who are squatting in the four hundreds and five hundreds who haven't hit a PR in, in you know, are hitting a PR every three months. It's like that's that's ridiculous. It's you ridiculous. can't add five pounds to the bar. Yeah, if you're paying three for months. that
0: kind of coaching, you're the problem. You're fucking up because that's not what you pay for. Yeah. You pay for PRs. Now PRs are the metric. For strength improvement, and if you're trying to train for strength and your PRs are not going up, then you are not getting any stronger, and the money you're paying is wasted.
2: I don't know of any uh, anybody who deals with clients regularly, in person, who uses, um, who who has a need to use something like this, right? Because because you, this is in a lot in a lot of ways in a lot of instances, this is a way to remove the hands on. Interaction with the client. That's what it's for. That's what it's for. You know, and, That's what and it, it was designed and, to do. And if you if you try to implement this in person. You just find that it's completely unnecessary, right? It, it just it's just unnecessary um, because you're just adding another thing on top of all this that you're already doing, right? It, as a result of you and, coaching the person one on one. And by the way, there are lots and lots and lots of online coaches who do it this, the exact same way. You know, I mean, when I when I handle a client online, it's e- exactly the way I would handle them in person in terms of programming. Other than I'm not seeing their lifts, you know, in real time. But right. but I'm not uh, I'm not changing the way I program because it's an online client, because I don't need to, right? I, no. I don't want to have 200 clients. I want to have 20 clients that I know exactly what the hell's going on right. with them. Um, well, so 200 pays better. But I could have 200 if I did something like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you can't handle 200 online clients without a crutch like RPE. Exactly. Right. Because you'd be working 24 hours a day. Right. Yeah, And you just, it's just not feasible. Yep. So that's why this was all invented. See, and here's another thing that has to be talked about. For, for people who are at the experience level where they need to hire an online coach, you may very well find that your PR set of deadlifts this week had a bar speed that was slower than a five-pound PR on top of that number will have next week. You may pull it faster next week. I'm not saying you didn't have a bad day. I'm just saying that having a bad day is no reason to not try the PR because the PR is the only thing that matters, all right? If you say you're grindy and slow today and you felt like shit, doesn't matter. Right. You felt like shit, everybody feels like shit. That's just part of being a human, but it has to be incorporated into your training. The fact you felt like shit does not alter your responsibility to the PR, because the PR is the strength increase, and that's all the, the strength increase can be measured by is the PR. Now, once you get that into your head, you'll understand several very important things about the, the genesis of the numbers in your book. The numbers in your book are more reliable indicators of what you can do and what you must do than your per- subjective perception of those numbers in your book. See what I mean by that? Sure. It's, 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 it doesn't matter what you thought about it. It doesn't matter how you felt about having done it. it didn't matter what I felt about the last rep of that set of three. What mattered was they were all the same. They were all the same. And that's the data. The data is, did you finish the set? Did you do the reps? Doesn't matter what you thought about it. Did the rep get done? If it got done, that is data. If it didn't get done, had I missed that third rep, that would have been data too, wouldn't it? But what is most demonstrably not data is what I felt about it. And that's just all there is to this RPE shit. RPE is a business model, and if you are using RPE, you need to go back and rethink this whole thing. All of this shit is done for you. All this thinking about it has been done for you in Practical Programming for Strength Training, Volume 3, 3rd edition. Read it again. Do the programs from that book. Find a program in that book that is applicable to your level of training advancement and do that program. And do not worry about anything that is that you subjectively perceive about the work you're doing when you're doing it. The only thing you need to worry about is getting the last rep of the last set and preparing your activities throughout the week to generate the fifth rep of the third set that's all you need to worry about eating enough sleeping enough you know making sure your nutritional quality is high you know you know change your sheets every once in a while <laughs> get a new mattress you know
3: get a purple they're get wonderful. A purple. wonderful purple
0: mattresses are good mattresses. yeah
2: but if you're if you're involved in this in this stuff, you're you're doing a bunch of programming from somebody, and um, and this is what you're what you're getting. Just just uh, ask yourself, uh, you know, do do whatever you want. Obviously, right? You should do whatever you want. But what is it that you actually want to achieve? How are you defining? Right. How are you defining improvements in performance? How are you defining stre- strength? And if you are okay with whatever metrics are being presented to you as uh, as progress. Proceed. Go ahead. would don't don't give a single fuck, right? But um, you know what? What we're arguing for here is actual is is strength gains defined as how we define them, which is uh, more weight on the bar, which in my experience produces better results than anything else. Uh, so I- if that's what you want, then you've got to you've got to abandon this idea that how you feel about any particular workout matters
0: because especially it, your warm ups. Yeah. Yeah. How you feel about your warm ups is. Is, that's as irrelevant as the the politics of Madagascar. Okay, <laughs> nobody
2: you, who but, nobody who is involved as a in strength training as a novice or, <clears throat> or intermediate and well in intermediate. Uh, tra- so we're talking about the first maybe three year years. year or two years of training. Yeah. Uh, rarely does anybody in those circumstances need to be held back in terms of doing something that they can't that they shouldn't do. Uh, usually those folks are doing something really, really hard for the first time, and there's room for them to push harder. Oh, yeah. There's room for them to recover better. There's room for them to optimize things. And anything that you layer on top of that to make things easier for yourself is just holding you back.
0: See, now, there's but, an excellent other point people, that, let me that f- has to be made.
2: Yeah, let me finish real quick. People, right. people who have been training for a long time who are hard-fucking chargers – those people do need to pump the brakes sometimes. And I'm still not using RPE for those people, uh, because because they don't need it at that point, but those are the people that need to be slowed down a little bit, but those are rare individuals. I mean they you know, I, I can count on maybe one hand the number of people that I have to be like, hey dude, you're doing too much. Like let's oh, yeah. back off. You know, we that need to
0: my biggest problem. Yeah, we need was to slow down for, here, we need to meats.
2: we need to reduce stuff here, increase here, you know, and push where you need to push. I was but,
0: overtrained for eight years. Yeah, but that's not most people. That's not most people. Right. What Nick said here reminds me of something very important. One of the critical things about training is the effects that training has, not just on your strength but on your brain. All right. One of the most important things about about training for strength under the bar, and this is this is so definitely true that it it. Uh, One of the most important aspects of training is you are learning that your limits are not where you think they are. And there's no better place to learn this than under the bar. Looking down the barrel of the fifth rep of the third set of five PR squats. That's where you learn this. That's where you learn that you can, in fact, do more than you think you're capable of. But you have to try it. You have to take it out of the rack, do the four reps preceding the fifth one that you don't know you can do, and then you have to actually not rack the bar. You have to take it down and squat it back up. And when you do that, you learn something about yourself. You learn that your limits are not where you thought they were because now you have the data about where your limit actually is. Now, if you miss that fifth rep, that's data too, isn't it? That's quantitative data that maybe the number on the bar was a couple of pounds heavier than it should have been, or that you've got inaccurate plates, or that you've misloaded the bar or some other thing like that. But it tells you something about what just occurred that is completely divorced from your subjective perception of the difficulty of the activity. The difficulty of the action, in terms of your subjective perception of it, is irrelevant. Did it go or not? If it went, then you are doing things that you didn't think you could do but that you tried to do anyway, and that applies everywhere in your life. If you're a young man, you're a 21, 22-year-old guy working through this process for the first time, this changes you. This changes things about your approach to the world. Can I do it? Well, I don't know, let me try. Yeah, you don't Let's see if I can
2: do. You it. don't really we don't really we don't really need any more experts in the world t- telling people it's okay to to just coast mm-hmm. and just do shit they no, want to do, right? And that's we
0: don't need anybody telling us that you don't need to try hard. Everybody who you know,
2: everybody who has gone down this this path, um, has uh, it, is it's some variation of, of that thing. You shouldn't, yeah. you, you know, you don't want to overtrain. You don't want to overdo this. You don't want to burn out, um, you know. But anybody who's who's done anything, um. Uh, significant in terms of their performance knows that this shit is that is hard and it's it's really hard and to do extraordinary things takes a lot of work and and we're not talking extraordinary things within your life right just just changing things within your life if you aren't going to the gym and feeling a little bit anxious uh, maybe even scared about what you're about to do regularly you know once a week once a month whatever it is you're doing it wrong if, if if this is what you value, right? Because that's what we have to offer with uh, with strength training the way we do it, mm-hmm. with actual strength training. Um, if that's not what you're looking for, there's plenty of people out there that will convince you that you are making progress and that you're doing just fine, mm-hmm. just fucking around. It's better than doing whatever else. It's better than just walking or riding a bike or something, but
0: it's not what we do. Now, right? that's not what we do. What we do is demand that you measure. You must measure because that generates data the measurement of your strength is the fifth rep of the third set of 5 right the one you wrote down based on the measurements you took from the previous two or three workouts those yeah. measurements generated this number that you're responsible to today and if you give yourself permission to not do it then you're not training yep. you're exercising you're yep. coming in and doing eight sets of seven or something and here's of, how you know Do an rpe of six or whatever the, the fact.
2: here's the usable way to, to think about this if you're if you're a novice because everybody generally will agree that the novice program is what you should, what you should do get strong and then go into whatever afterwards but if your program gets easier you've done it wrong programs do not get easier strength nope. training does not get easier it only gets harder
0: it only gets harder it gets harder and what happens is is you start taking longer rests between your yourself sure mm-hmm. but you're supposed to do that yeah if all of a sudden you switch
2: you switch programs and you're excited about it you're like oh this is great this is uh this is i, I feel awesome
3: something's not right
0: you're just not pushing the, the first hard. time
3: the first time i have a client actually earn a hard rep the first time they grind out a hard rep i say was that hard yeah well it doesn't get easier it doesn't get easier it doesn't be harder it's gonna get harder
0: yep gonna be harder next time do you have the balls yeah that's the question isn't it do you have the balls even though you know there's a chance that it might not go that you might fail do you have the balls to try it and the best place to learn balls is under the bar but if you give yourself permission To not do those numbers that were generated by the previous measurements you took, then you are not training any longer. You are exercising. And that's fine. If you want to just exercise, that's fine. If you want to pay somebody to direct your exercising, (laughs) that's fine, And make
2: it feel like science, too. And make it feel like, well, after all, (laughs) he is a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. That kind of shit. You get graphs and shit. You get yeah. you get pretty <laughs> you graphs know. with your estimated one waves and all the, the, Skyrocketing through the goddamn
0: Estimated one your R M eight hundred and seventy five pounds. estimated one RM. Your
3: tonnage was Loaded. nine million pounds <laughs> last <it>. month. <laughs> <laughs> I got a beer for you. Your total but
2: tonnage. But we're not gonna right? do
3: it because you might get injured. We're not gonna do it. <laughs> might. You might get injured. Might get injured. <laughs> Might get injured. So we're just
0: gonna do a safe thing. Well, if, if that one RM injures you, then it wasn't a one RM, was it? <laughs> just remember no, anyway. all the just remember
2: all the dumb fucking apes that got really strong for the last two hundred and fifty years without the use of RPE mm-hmm. or graphs or yeah. anything. And um, it just, just and I'm not saying that's what sh- what
0: everybody should do. But just to give the the counter argument. You you know how they got strong? Just show up and fucking work They showed up, they worked their ass off, and they did things they didn't know they could do. That's exactly right. They tried things they didn't know for sure they could do. And the only way to get stronger is to put the load on the bar and execute the movement pattern with it. That's it. Yeah, anything
2: that moves you closer to that. Is probably the way to go. Yes. Anything that moves you further away from that is uh, is pushing you towards exercise and just fucking around. So, so if, you choose what you want to do. If right? all
0: you're doing in the gym is just getting real tired because you did fifty six reps today, you're you're not. This is not strength training. This is not strength training. That's not how Ed Cohen got the nine oh six. Right. That's not what happened. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah, we, we, uh, people, well, us, you know, we tend to shit on the the suits and wraps and the high squats and everything. But, you know, imagine a day at Westside Barbell. You think those guys, like, stressed out over what they were going to do tomorrow? They showed up and it's bench day. Yep. And there's eight dudes in there and they're all trying to outdo
3: each other. And just lift as heavy as fucking possible. There's no doubt about it. Those guys in there are well, fucking course, hard guys. of course. They but are hard guys. My, my point is that yeah. it's
2: not. they're not doing science. Yeah. They're in there beating the hell out of themselves yeah. and right. trying to outdo each other and perform.
0: They're trying things they don't know exactly. they can do. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, the overcoming of that obstacle is the point yep. of the whole thing. Right. That's the point of training for competition, and it is the point of you... Getting in the gym and getting stronger. Because if you're gonna do that, you're gonna handle things you don't know whether you can do or not. Right. Yep. And if you're not willing to try it, then you know, just run.
3: <laughs> just run. Hot Ride yoga, man. Hot is hard. Hot yoga, man. There might be some girls in it's hot, hot, hot yoga. At least yeah, at least it's the like, What is it? 108 better. in that room? It's hot
0: yoga? That's that's hard. Yeah. Doesn't make you stronger. <laughs> But might get you laid, mm-hmm. maybe Zumba. I don't know, man, Zumba. You'd be the only guy,
2: the only. <laughs> there might be another the one. Pick of the litter, wouldn't <laughs> you? there? Might be another guy, but he's not a threat. Promise. No, no, no. <laughs> he might be a threat. <laughs> <laughs> might
3: be a threat to you. Uh,
0: I think that about wraps up. Look this at that! You managed to get it done. Overly detailed discussion of a how's that, that is really pointless to even discuss
3: that was remarkably brilliant.
0: but it's our it's our responsibility to you to share our thoughts about
2: whether you want to hear them or not yeah whether you want to hear them or not you have
0: the option of turning this off there's no doubt about you it. you made don't, it this far do on you. don't send me a comment from the hater so you know, I listened to all of that RPE thing, and you guys shouldn't have done it at all.
3: <laughs> I should have turned it off at ten minutes. Well, I agree, you should have. So it was fun until typing? like twenty-five minutes. Right. We had a good time till twenty-five minutes. Is that when
0: we started talking about
3: RPE? I think so. Okay. Then. Well, I managed to kill a bunch of
0: non-critical time there, didn't we? It was fun though. Okay. So
3: anyway, anything we left out? Anything you want to say? What RPE was that episode? is that like a 7 or 8? Yeah, it was a I eight, don't know. 8.2. 8.2. Bree, are you good?
2: I had a let me let me I
3: said enough. <laughs> let, yeah, I guess you
2: had. Let me let me leave <laughs> everybody with this one thing. I was talking to I was talking to Will Morris about a a, a certain a, a client of mine who came over from another company and he was being programmed um for rehab. He was being programmed planks at an RPE <laughs> planks planks at an RPE-4 or something, RPE-5. Oh, man. I was talking to Will about this and how fucking silly it is, and Will goes, man, I don't get out of bed at less than an (laughs) RPE-6. It's like, how the fuck do you do a plank at an (laughs) RPE-4? You know,
0: that reminds me of a thing I saw a long time ago that prompted... In fact, this is the article that prompted the whole genesis of what we do with the novice linear progression. There was actually, I swear to God, this was an actual article in the Strength and Conditioning Journal published by the National Strength and Conditioning Association by a guy who was on faculty – at TWU down in Denton how to periodize your abs (laughs) it's
2: important stuff man
0: how to periodize (laughs) your abs and he had like 10 different abdominal exercises and he was advocating the rotation of these exercises through a three-month cycle (laughs) Fuck, of course for periodizing your abs and I thought to myself even at the the primitive stage of development I was in, right there, I thought to myself, you know, this is way past silly. <laughs> Something needs to be done about this. Yeah. This is this got published, and this is just this is plain old silly. And that is kind of what prompted that right. planks at four <laughs> RP four. God. I you know, look, you guys. If if you guys want to spend money that way, you go right ahead, all right? But you're wasting your money and your time, and you're you are just, you know.
3: And we don't got a lot of time to do this. This just a damn shame, you know. We don't have a lot of time to do Not this. Not right
0: now we don't, boys. Uh, we may need you here pretty soon. <laughs> and we need you stronger than you are right now. And... Uh, You give that some thought, okay? Appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Right here on Starting Strength Radio.